I'm so happy that I can come before you and share the word of God with you, which has the power to change and transform your life, to mold you into the image of Jesus, and to empower you to do all that God has called you to do. And as we study the word today, you will receive strength to walk in the high calling that God has planned for your life. I believe you're coming into the fullness of everything that God has called you to. Praise God. We'll have a wonderful time studying God's word today out of Isaiah 11. We're going to talk about the seven spirits of the Lord. But before we jump into today's message, which I'm excited to share with you, I would like for you to turn with me to Psalm 37 and let's honor the Lord and put the Lord first by bringing the tithes and the holy offerings into the storehouse of God. You may think, Pastor Stephen, what is a storehouse? Well, from a biblical perspective, the storehouse is where the supplies were kept there in the tabernacle or the temple of God. And so when people came up to the temple, they would bring their tithes, their first fruits, special offerings, and they would take it and there would be a storehouse. So the storehouse really is where your source of supply for teaching and spiritual edification is located at. So for many of you, this online church is a storehouse of spiritual nourishment for you. So it is scriptural. It is biblical to bring the tithe into the storehouse. Hallelujah. So let's do that today. But I want to give you a verse to build up your faith. I, I really want you to be expecting God to do the unlimited things in your life. And here's a wonderful promise in God's word, Psalm 37, four, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I think out of all the promises in the Bible that this one has one of the, one of the easiest qualifications attached to it. I know that we like the, uh, the part where it says he will give us the desires of our heart. Well, all we have to do is delight ourselves in the Lord. And I believe that when we tithe, when we sow seed and we're happy to bring our financial material and put it into the hands of God and say, Lord, thank you. Here's the tithe. Here's 10% off of my gross income. Lord, here's an offering also. And when you just enjoy the Lord and the things of his kingdom, well, the Lord will see to it that the very desires of your heart will work their way into your life. And this is not just needs. This is above needs. God will meet your needs. There is a financial covenant where you see God just sustain you supernaturally and take care of you. But God is also interested in your needs. And perhaps it would be good for you to take a pen and write next to Psalm 37, four, the top two or three things that you want God to do in your life that are not needs. We're not talking about groceries. This is not a grocery list. We're not talking about putting down, uh, pay the light bill, pay the mortgage, or, you know, pay the note on the car or whatever it might be. This is not a list of needs, but those things that you would like to see transpire in your life, that they are desires, something, something big that you would like God to do. Maybe in some ways it's not even that big, but it's still out of your reach. Well, we both know it's not out of God's reach. Why don't you take your pen right now, 
just pause the video and write the top two or three things down that you would like God to do in your life. Put it right next to that verse for it says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, once those desires are manifested, you can put a little check mark next to the two or three things that you put down and then put the new desires that you would like to see. And you know what? You can have a, a very sacred list of things that God has done in your life. I think it's fascinating what the Lord can do for you. So just believe him for it. So as you're believing the, uh, as you're believing God to do this for you, and you're going to honor him now with the tithes and offerings as you're sending them in, put a little notation, heart's desires. Okay. So that God sees that as you're delighting yourself in the Lord by tithing and sowing seed, just put that little note, heart's desires, Psalm 37, four. If you're mailing it in your tithes and offerings, just put a little note on your check, Psalm 37, four. Okay. Praise the Lord. Uh, by the way, if you are mailing your tithes and offerings in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, PO Box 3456, Mooresville, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28117. If you want to bring your tithes and offerings in online, please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tides and Offerings Sow and Reap, and you can go there right now. And when you bring them in online, make that little note on that little donation form where uh, there's a little open slot. Just put Psalm 37 for uh, heart's desires. Praise God. I really believe that God can do it for you. Maybe, maybe somebody's watching and you want a house. You thank God for your apartment, but you would like to have your own home. Well, right there next to that verse, just write down my own home. Okay. Praise the Lord. Maybe you're driving a car that's, uh, it's been a good car, but maybe it's getting a lot of miles on it and it's get, it's got a lot of years on it. And perhaps there's a certain type of vehicle that you would like to drive. Be bold in your faith and write that down right next to that verse. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'm kind of embarrassed to, to actually tell God what I would really like. Well, he, he already knows what's in your heart. And here's the amazing thing. I believe it's possible that heart's desires actually even originate from heaven. So what you think is you is actually something that God put in you. Ooh, as if God doesn't know, right? <laughs> like, like he doesn't know that you would really like to have this thing. Wow. Be bold and actually write it out. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And then, you know, take your Bible and just at times meditate on that verse. You know, the whole chapter is really good or the whole Psalm is very good, but just take time and meditate on verse four because there's a very, uh, wide open condition. That's very easy to meet. Delight yourself also in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. Be happy in the things of God. Go after the Lord. Go after the things of God. And God will give you the desires of your heart. So tell him what they are. I know that God already knows what they are, but you need to verbalize that to the Lord. You and he need to be on the same page. Lord, I just want you to know what they are. Tell him that. Here's what they are, Lord, my top two, my top three. And I would really like for you to do this in my life. Praise God. Don't, don't be shy. Be bold. Be bold in your faith. The more bold that you are, you will see that the better results your faith will attain. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I'm praying for your people right now. 
that as they bring in the tithes and as they bring in the offerings, as they sow seed, I'm asking Father God that they would see your goodness in their life beyond just basic needs being met and that they would see enlargement, enrichment, and they would see that the very desires of their heart be granted unto them. We thank you, Father. Let the first one come in in this now season, a season right now. Let the first one come in. Now, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Send me an email when your heart's desire comes in. Send it to me at contact at stephenbrooks.org. I want to know that God gave you your heart's desire. You don't even have to tell me what it is. You might want to, but just release your faith and believe God to do it. I believe that God wants us to have a mindset, a mentality of overflow. Praise the Lord. You know, God's got more than enough mercy. God's got more than enough grace. God has more than enough power. He has more than enough forgiveness, and He has more than enough ability to bless you. Praise the Lord. Everything about the Lord is overflow. He put more fish in the ocean than we'll ever need. He put more cattle than we'll ever have a, a need for. There's, there's, there's an overflow. Everything about the Lord is in the overflow realm. So just release your faith. Believe God for His biggest and His best for your life. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. I believe that I'm speaking to mature believers. I believe you're able to separate spirit from soul. That you, you wouldn't present to the Lord something that's just foolish and carnal. You know better than that. But I believe that a true heart's desire, something that you like, something that makes you happy, something that puts, your, that puts a smile literally on your face just thinking about it, that's, that's from the Lord. Go ahead and ask Him for that. I actually believe He's the one that put that desire on the inside of you. Praise God. We thank you, Father. We thank you for the manifestation of heart's desires in Jesus' name. Praise God. You know, just before I leave, I feel like saying that I know for some of you, uh, you're, you're, you would really like this certain thing. And really, it's, this is not like a grand slam. This is not like knocking the ball out of the park. In some ways, it just takes a little touch from the Lord to do it. But I know it would mean a whole lot to you. Really be believing God to manifest the first one in your life. I believe He can do it. I believe He wants to do it. I believe He will do it. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's jump into today's message. Turn with me over to the wonderful book of the prophet Isaiah. Let's go to chapter 11 today and talk about the seven spirits of God. And when I make that statement, please understand there's only one Holy Spirit, but there are seven key primary attributes of the Holy Spirit and it's very important that you're familiar with all seven. Glory to God. We'll talk about why in just a minute, but let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we go into your word, let your word be quickened by your Holy Spirit. Let, the, let it be a living book. Praise you, O God. And Father, we ask that your word would come alive and bring its strength and nourishment to our hearts. And we ask, O God, that the seven spirits of the Lord that were on Jesus that there be manifestation of this familiarity, knowing the seven spirits of God in a personal and a very personal way. Now we thank you, Father, for this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Isaiah 11, verse 1, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. This is a messianic prophecy concerning the coming Messiah, that the Messiah would come forth from the house of David, from the house of Judah. And of course, the Lord Jesus Christ did. Verse 2, the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. It's very important that we understand that in the ministry of Jesus, while he was on the earth, the Holy Spirit was on him in these seven various different manifestations. And you could walk in them as well. That This is what's so exciting about this, that when you read these various attributes of the Spirit, you can, you can think, you know, I, I would really like that. Well, you can ask the Lord, and the Lord can cause the Holy Spirit to manifest in you and upon you in that same measure, in that same facet. And I think this is why we need to study the Holy Spirit and the seven attributes of the Holy Spirit. This is reflected in the Jewish menorah, and you see, you see it as a, a candlestick with seven flames, but you see the center shaft of the menorah, that represents the Spirit of the Lord. And then you have the branches, the six branches coming out, three on each side, and each one of those a various representation of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon Him. So the Holy Spirit was upon Jesus. Now as, as believers, as born-again Christians, the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Anytime you're born again and you're saved, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. But the Holy Spirit can also come up on you in different types of manifestations. And you need really to be walking in all seven of these. Now, it's not possible to walk in them in the fullness that Jesus did because he was filled with the Spirit without measure. And so Jesus was just multitasking on all dimensions. He was he was an apostle, he was a prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He's he's doing all of these things. And we have to stay in our calling. We have to know our gifting. We have to know our strength. And we have to stay in that flow. But it it still doesn't mean that we cannot have the experience of the seven spirits of God resting on us. Because you can just have a touch, and that touch is enough to accomplish something spectacular in your life. So the Spirit of the Lord was not only in Jesus, but also on Jesus. There, there is an anointing within, but there's also an anointing that can come up on you for your career, for your skill set, for your calling. It's not just for ministry. It's for whatever the Lord has assigned you to do in life. The Holy Spirit can come up on you and anoint you to do that task, that that job that he has assigned you to do. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. Now, we have here listed first the Spirit of Wisdom. Why is the Spirit of Wisdom listed first? Because it's the most important. And out of the seven, you, you would really want to have a desire for the Spirit of Wisdom to rest upon your life. What is the Spirit of Wisdom? It is the Holy Spirit coming upon you supernaturally 
enabling you to make right decisions. This will affect your thinking. This will give you sharpness and clarity of mind. This will help you to just be able to, in a sense, inwardly sense and know what it is that you're supposed to do. And that anointing can come on you. And I tell you what, you can make incredible decisions. I uh, have a friend that used to be a a former fire chief in a very large city. Uh, this, this city had a lot of people living in it. So, you know, you have different fire departments, but he was the head fireman over all of the departments over the entire city. And so, you know, sometimes you would have these big, big raging inferno fires that would break out like in an industrial building or something like that. And there's chemicals involved and all types of complexities. In other words, you just can't spray water on it. It goes out. Uh, It's very difficult to put some of these fires out. And he said, Pastor Stephen, he said, he said, the spirit of wisdom would come upon me when one of these raging infernos would break out and I'd get there and fire trucks are just coming in by the dozens. And you know that we we have a major problem, but he said the spirit of wisdom would come on me and I could just tell people what to do. Do this, do this, do this, shut this off, turn that on, go over here, you go over here. And he could direct multitudes of people. He said, it was amazing how that anointing would come, come on me. I'd be so calm, so authoritative, so sharp. My decision-making was so precise and it just worked. It would all work. Everything would flow so smoothly. What is that? That is the spirit of wisdom coming upon a person. You can make the right choices. You can make the right decisions. I have another person who is a ministry partner who uh, she, she runs a business and she told me that she had a situation where there was a a problem with one of the products, uh, a very complex, complicated electrical problem, and they couldn't get it solved. And they're spending a lot of money. And it's, uh, it's also because of the holdup, it's delaying orders that have already been promised to vendors. And so there's a problem. And so she said the spirit of wisdom came on her one afternoon, and she was just able to make decisions just like that. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 and this. It was a whole plethora of things that just suddenly came as the spirit of wisdom came on her, and everything was solved. Everything was worked out, and the the knot was untied, the log jam was broken, and things began to work the way they were supposed to. But this is something that's, that's beyond your intellect, this is something beyond that uh, anything they could teach you in college. This is the Holy Spirit coming upon you, the Spirit of the Lord resting upon you with a manifestation known as the Spirit of Wisdom. The Spirit of Wisdom. You just know exactly what you're supposed to do. God unlocks the whole thing, and you know it, and you, you just walk that out, and you do that, and it works. Praise the Lord. And I really believe that we need to cry out to God for the spirit of wisdom. Lord, help me to make right choices. Lord, help me to make the right decisions, especially when you have options, maybe four or five options, and you're not quite sure what to do. But the spirit of wisdom can come upon you, and in a moment, in a moment, you know exactly what you are supposed to do. So cry out to the Lord for the spirit of wisdom, and the Father will allow the Holy Spirit of the Holy Spirit to come up on you with this manifestation of wisdom. He'll He'll come on you. Sometimes it's like a blanket or a garment that goes over your shoulder. Uh, 
And oftentimes that's where the Old Testament prophets wore the mantle. It was over their shoulders because the shoulders represent government. Speaking of the Lord Jesus, it said the government will be upon his shoulders. So shoulders can represent authority, governmental anointing. So that wisdom can come down and you feel like something just came on you. Well, something did. And it, it, it can be tangible. That's what I'm trying to say. You can sense something just came on me. Yes, it's the Holy Spirit coming down. He can come down in various manifestations. So he can come down in wisdom. And I tell you what, it is a glorious, glorious thing. Ask the Father for the spirit of wisdom to rest upon you. I believe all leaders greatly need this. So we have the spirit of the Lord. We have the spirit of wisdom, and we also have, third, the spirit of understanding. Praise God. Hallelujah. I really believe that the Lord is able to touch our minds and give us understanding in things that perhaps previously the light wasn't quite turned on. You know, we walk in the understanding that we have, and sometimes we realize you know, I think there's something that I don't know that I need to know. And I, I've had times where the Lord has had to reveal things to me as I've been praying on problems. Sometimes people present problems to me. Pastor Stephen, what would be your insight on this? And, you know, I look at, I look at what's being presented and I, I, sometimes I think I don't have understanding the way I need in this situation, but God can give it to you. I think one of the things the Lord can also do is just give you the ability to ask more questions. Sometimes the right questions give us the understanding, but we don't even know how to ask the questions. But God can give you the questions, and He, he can give you the understanding. And now you begin to see the right picture. Now you know how to respond. It's a beautiful thing to walk in the light of understanding, knowing what to do. Praise God. The, the Holy Spirit of understanding can come upon you. Sometimes people have life experiences that we'll not, we're not familiar with. We all walk in different shoes. Maybe you've never been involved in drugs, which is wonderful if you haven't, but you, might, you may be having to deal with somebody who's had drug addictions and a different type of a background, and so you don't understand what they have walked through. Maybe you can't feel their pain, but supernaturally, the Holy Spirit can give you understanding. I've been in meetings before where when it first began to happen, I was perplexed by it. But the Holy Spirit told me in the meeting what he was doing. I remember I went to a meeting and I was struck with a heart condition. And here I was in my early 30s and I felt like I was about to have a heart attack. And I said, Holy Spirit, I do not understand what is taking place. What's going on? Is something wrong with me? I, I thought I was healthy. Why, do, why does my heart feel like this? I feel like I could die almost at any minute. Am I about to have a heart attack? And the Holy Spirit gave me understanding there is a person in, in the meeting that I, that I want to heal, has a very severe heart condition. And that person actually feels like they're about to have a heart attack right now. And so I stopped, I prayed for that person, and that person was incredibly healed by the power of God. 
It was amazing. So it's an identification. It's an understanding that God supernaturally can give you. I've had it with other types of uh, things that would come on me. And I'm thinking, I'm not sick. What, what's going on? And then an understanding would come. This is for somebody in the meeting. Somebody that's here right now has that condition. Stop and minister to them. And every single time the spirit of understanding has come on me and showed me that every single time the person has been healed, I tell you what, God, God knows exactly what he is doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we have the spirit of understanding. Let's continue on. We also have the spirit of counsel. Oh, my friends, we need the spirit of counsel. Hallelujah. When you, when you have the spirit of the Lord resting on you, people will come to you. They will sometimes just start talking. They don't even know why they'll start telling you their life stories, their life experience, their trials, their difficulties, and they're pouring out so that you can supernaturally pour in. But I've had, I've had people ask me sometimes, what would I advise concerning perhaps what they're going through? Pastor Stephen, what would be your counsel? And so, some of the th- some of the things that people can get themselves caught in in life can be quite complex. And there have been times where I have had to tell people, you know what? I don't know. I don't know what the Lord would say on this. But uh, let's take a time out for three days. I'll pray about it, and then I'll come back. Then I'll share with you what the Lord showed me. And here's something about the spirit of counsel. You can't lump everybody into like a. Um, like a psych, psychi- psychiatric uh, mold. In other words, this is how we deal with this, and this is how we deal with this, and we have a uh, we have a study sheet that we memorized, and so if they have this issue, we we respond this way. If they have that issue, we respond this way. You you can't do that. People are not that uh, they're they're not put together like that. You need the spirit of counsel. You need the spirit of counsel. I'll give you an example. I talked to a person one time. This person wasn't in the ministry. This person was uh, uh, worked a full-time job, uh, loved the Lord, had no ministry calling from the sense of being an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher. But this lady just loved the Lord, and she would do what she could to try to lead people to Christ. And sometimes that meant passing out tracts, and sometimes that just meant hearing people talk about their problems and you know, responding by the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit gave supernatural counsel. And so one time she was passing out some tracts with a friend. It's good to go two by two. She was at a fair and she was passing out tracts and um, she came across somebody that took the tract and uh, looked very sad. And she said, uh, she said, sir, your heart seems to be very heavy. He goes, yes. He said, I I don't know if you could help me. I have a problem. She said, well, I'm a Christian. I serve the Lord Jesus Christ, and perhaps the Lord can give me uh, advice that would be beneficial to you. She said, feel free to share your problem. And the man said, well, he said, I'm a veteran from uh, the so-and-so war. I think it was the Iraqi war. And he said, I have a reoccurring dream every night flashbacks to something that happened that that still torment me and she said she said what took place he said well he said I was a a sniper in the military special forces and we went into a certain area to take out the bad guys 
And I looked through my scope and I was given permission to take out one of the bad guys. And when I looked through my scope, the person that had been identified, that's because they've got satellites and they've got drones so they can see the bad guys from a distance. So this, this special force guy who's a sniper with this super powerful, you know, long range rifle and his big scope, he looks through the scope and the person that he has been told to take out when he zeroes in, uh, looks to be uh, like a young teenager. And so uh, they're, they're telling him, the authorities are saying, take this guy out. He's, he's shooting at our guys over here and he's already hit a few. And he's, he's thinking if I pull the trigger, I'm about to kill this young guy over here. And this guy looks like he's probably 15 or 16 years old. But he said, I knew, I said, I knew he's shooting at our guys and he could kill it. He could kill our guys. He's actually trying to. So he said under authority uh, and under directive, he said, I pulled the trigger and he said, I could look through my rifle. He said, I, he said, I, I pulled the trigger, squeezed the trigger. The bullet is on the way and it hit him and he dropped and he's dead. And he said, I knew that I had to do it, but he said, I'm tormented by it every night. I have dreams about it and I cannot get that young boy uh, out of my mind. And uh, he said, I, I don't know what to do. I'm greatly troubled by it. And so that woman said, can I just lay my hands on you and pray for you? And the man said, yes. So she puts her hands on him and begins to pray. And the Holy Spirit gave her a vision and showed her supernaturally how to counsel him. Okay. And so she had a vision she saw the rifle fire the sniper the, the the military man he fired he pulled pulled the trigger the bullet leaves the rifle she saw everything in slow motion while the bullet is on the way she sees over here the young boy doesn't know the bullet's coming she sees what actually happened the lord jesus in the matter of split milliseconds slowed everything down, the bullets already on the way, appeared to that young boy in a vision and said, I want to give you the opportunity to receive me as your Lord and Savior. This is your only opportunity, and you need to decide right now, do you want to receive me and come to heaven, or do you want to continue to live your own life and live in darkness and go into darkness? And that young man responded from his heart and basically said, Lord, I want to receive you because this, this is a, um, this is a person who has no knowledge of Jesus. Okay. So this is all going down while the bullet is going, you know, probably 800 miles, uh, an hour towards him. He has no idea bullets coming towards him. And the young boy said, Lord, I want to receive you as my savior. And, and, he was saved. He was saved that moment and boom, the bullet hit him. Wow. And she told the military man, he was now a veteran. She told him exactly what she saw. And it brought such comfort into his heart to know that that young man is in heaven. Wow. I tell you what, the ways of God are absolutely amazing. That's the spirit of counsel. You know, you could have taken that veteran and uh, taken him to all the psychiatrists or the psychologists and sat him down uh, and have him try to help this guy. 
but what she was able to counsel him with in about two minutes of time brought peace into his heart in an area where it's almost impossible to bring healing like that unless it comes from God. So there is the spirit of counsel. The spirit of counsel coming down can help you to counsel people beyond anything you know, beyond anything you understand. It's from God, the spirit of counsel. Hallelujah. It's amazing. The healing that can bring, most people don't see their problems from God's aspect. I, trust me, I know I get the emails. Pastor Stephen, God's angry at me. Pastor Stephen, God's going to send me into a burning hell. I sinned. Well, did you repent of your sins? Yes. But yet they, they're, they're stuck in the past. They, uh, they don't really know the grace, the love, the mercy of God. So they need the, the loving counsel of God. Hallelujah. And there's others that need to be told, hey, stop sinning. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. There's others that are just cruising. They're not even uh, wanting to change and they need to be warned. And the love of Christ, hey, you need to really cut that out. You're on dangerous ground. You're skating on thin ice. It's not good. So, you know what? It's the, it's the supernatural counsel of the Holy Spirit. He can come up on you. And he can help you counsel people beyond any level of skill or training from the natural realm. Praise God. I really believe we need to depend on the Holy Spirit to help us as we talk to people. The spirit of counsel, and next we have the spirit of might. Wow, the spirit of might. All it takes is one touch from the Holy Spirit, and you can have a miracle breakthrough because it is the spirit of might and its power. The same Holy Spirit that came on Samson that enabled him to do these strong man exploits that baffled the Philistines. And they knew, hey, this is beyond quadriceps and biceps and a strong bench press. He's, he has something taking place in his life that we cannot, we cannot account this as being something natural. We need to find out what's going on here. Well, they eventually did. But my friends, there is a spirit of might. The Holy Spirit can come upon you with might, and suddenly you can be transformed into a lion with such boldness and such strength of character that you would take on anything and win because you're being divinely backed by the Holy Spirit. I talked to a pastor uh, one time. He told me that whenever, whenever he's ministering to the sick, and praying for the sick, that when the spirit of might comes on him, there is a certain manifestation that takes place. It's like a baseball cap, he said, is put on his head, and he said, the tighter and tighter the cap gets, the stronger and stronger the anointing gets, and the bolder and bolder he gets, particularly when it comes to praying for cases that would be considered medically impossible. Just a, a out of this world, boldness will come on him. And it happens for me too, but in a different way. When the spirit of might comes on me, very, very strong, it comes through fragrance. And it changes from like a sweet, heavenly, floral, perfume type fragrance to something of a very like low base note. And if you study perfumes, you'll find out they're actually comprised of different ingredients where you have a low, medium, and high uh, notes of fragrance, and you blend them all together, and you have a beautiful perfume. But you have to have the base note to give it that substance. 
and you know sometimes it's musk but uh whenever i get over into the miracles and the spirit of might comes on me this very exotic rich like musk fragrance begins to manifest it and when i when i'm when i smell it it does something to my faith that just allows me to pray for anything with no fear with with confidence that's just through the roof and the Lord has done amazing miracles when that anointing is on me for that. So whether it's like a, a baseball cap or a fragrance or whatever, the Lord can do these things where the spirit of might comes on you in a tangible manifestation. Sometimes I'll feel the fire in my hand. Sometimes it, it literally feels like my hand is on fire. Other times I can feel like a like an ele- electricity jump back and forth between my hands. Different variations of uh, manifestations of the spirit of might. And when that is a manifestation, I use it. I exercise that anointing. And you need to learn that, my friends, that when there is a manifestation, it's there for a purpose. Step into that and step out and do what the Lord is ordering you to do. Uh, You know, when the spirit of might is on you, there's no fear. There's no fear. There is absolutely no fear. Praise the Lord. So it's very easy to walk into it. Hallelujah. Praise God. We need to ask the Lord for the spirit of might because it is the spirit of might that draws crowds it is the spirit of might that brings miracles that glorify the Lord. And when miracles happen, people, they want to see, they want to know about it. And thus it gives opportunities for us to minister the gospel to people. We need to ask the father for the spirit of might to be operating in our lives. Praise God. So we have uh, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, and we have the spirit of knowledge the spirit of knowledge. God has all knowledge. I'm, I'm even convinced that God has knowledge of money that's just sitting around with no purpose, not doing anything. And that those that please him, God is able to move that wealth into their possession. He already knows where it's at. He even knows that if it's moved, it's not even missed. Isn't that amazing? And God's able to reveal this knowledge to his people. God has all knowledge. The spirit of knowledge coming upon you to know things. Glory to God. I've had encounters with the spirit of knowledge where the Holy Spirit has come on me and he's actually taken me into a few of the books of the Bible. Let me see if I can explain that. He took me once into the book of James and then he took me at another time in, into the book of first Corinthians. And one time he carried me into the book of Job. Pastor Stephen, what is it like to be taken into a book of the Bible? Well, it's not just reading it. You, you see it written, you see it revealed, but it's like you go into a mansion and the book itself is a mansion. And you not only understand the words that are written, you understand the tone and the heart of the writer of what he was trying to convey through the meaning that he was trying to express. You can read some verses in the Bible. And if you have a wrong theology, you actually think that God is saying something. He's being sarcastic. Maybe you think that God's being mean and really letting somebody have it. That that's kind of what I had been taught about the book of Job. But I remember that when the Lord took me into the book of Job uh, chapter 41, 
and I, I went into the book. I sensed the way that the Lord was talking to Job and he was not hammering Job. He was really helping Job to understand his nature and character. And I found it to be one of the most beautiful things I'd ever seen. So it's not just reading the words, it's understanding the heart of the author so that you can more clearly understand the impact of the message. What is the tone of the author's voice? Is the person angry? Is the person happy? Is the person just kind of, you know, just a neutral teaching mode or, or is it more of a preaching? What, what's, what is the tone? Will you pick all of that up when you're taken into the book? Praise God. Hallelujah. That is the spirit of knowledge, giving you supernatural knowledge about things that you cannot learn just by studying the Hebrew, just by studying the Greek or reading it in the English. There's other things that God can reveal that would be glorious realms of his knowledge. And he can just bring it down. He can bring it down. I talked to a man one time that had developed a drug uh, that was remarkable. And I had to use it one time because I got into trouble and got sick. And it, it brought healing into my body so fast that I called the company to thank them for the product. And the salesperson that actually answered the phone said, well, uh, you know what? The owner of the company who created this is actually walking through the sales room right now. And she said, I'll grab him and you can talk to him personally if you want to and thank him. I said, oh, I'd love to. And so um, he actually got on the phone and this is a global company. The product is in every Walmart in America. It's in every supermarket in America. It's in every drugstore of America and it's sitting on a shelf and you have to buy it. It's very expensive. But uh, he got on the phone and I just thanked him for his amazing product. I said it worked and it worked really fast and it, it just, it was such a joy to be able to use that product and receive such you know, almost like on the verge of a miracle type healing, because you wouldn't, you wouldn't think, no, it can't do this, but it did. He goes, well, he said, you know, he said, I, I'm happy that it, it really helped you. And I said, you know, I'm a Christian pastor. And I said, uh, I just appreciate what you do. And he goes, oh, so you're a Christian. He, I said, yes. He goes, well, he said, can I tell you how I got the idea for my product? I said, please, by all means. And he said, he said, my background is chemistry. But he said, one day, he said, I was actually using the restroom. He said, I was sitting on the toilet. And as I was sitting there on the toilet in a relaxed state of mind, he said, suddenly the spirit of God came over me and gave me the code, the chemical formula that does this amazing thing in this drug. And he said, I saw it and I understood it with, with the understanding of God. And when I, after I finished using the restroom, I thought, will that really work? And he said, I went into the laboratory and I, you know, I followed the code that he gave me and I realized it works, it works. And so I created this product and that's where I got it from. What is that? That is the spirit supernaturally, the spirit of God coming with the spirit of understanding, understanding how to do this, understanding how to do this. And he said, you know, he said, it has made it has made me and the company so profitable. He said, I just helped my pastor finish, uh, actually not finish, but we're in the middle of a building project and I'm able to be one of the primary donors because of the, you know, of this formula of this drug that's helping so many people around the world. Isn't that amazing? The spirit of knowledge comes down, can reach you even in the restroom. Amazing. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. Let's go a little bit further. So you have the spirit of knowledge, and we close out with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is a deep reverence and respect and love for God. You don't want to hurt the Lord. You want to obey the Lord. And this, this is a spirit the Holy Spirit who can come on you, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And you just want to please the Lord. If when you study this, you'll find out that it's really tied a lot into worship. And there can be times where maybe you're even in your devotional time, or maybe you're just kind of like hanging out, you know, just having your relaxing time. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord can come on you. And you just, you just have a beyond normal urge to worship and you just really want to worship and you you think well this is unusual well just go with that what is that that is the spirit of the fear of the lord coming upon you and you just lift your hands and you're just it's like it's so easy you just carry it into the presence of the lord and then i know what you're thinking you're thinking wow i wish it could be like this all the time yes wouldn't that be nice but he can come upon you and he just carries you into the lord's presence sometimes it can happen corporately in a church or like at a conference a you know where you're having a, a believers come together and it just comes on you it could come on others all at the same time and you just you just suddenly you just are all caught up in worship what is that it is the spirit of the fear of the lord coming on you and you just want to live for the lord you just want to abandon yourself in a sense to him fresh recommitment whatever it might be and there's just a real strength in that a real strength in that makes you want to live a holy life, makes you want to stay away from sin. You know, I, I think in some ways as a Christian, there are some that like to see how close they can get to the edge without falling off. But preferably, you want to stay as far away from the edge as you can and stay close to God. So we need the spirit of the fear of the Lord to rest upon us. Glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. But he can really come on you and carry you into the presence of of the Father. It is amazing. It is, it's like a supernatural lifting. You just spread your wings and fly, and up, up you go. I believe that uh, through experience personally that oftentimes when the spirit of the fear of the Lord comes on you, you just keep going higher and higher. You'll go right into a vision. Sometimes you're even, you find yourself caught up into heaven, seeing the wonders of heaven, or having some type of supernatural encounter with the Lord. So it's very important that we know and that we respond to the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will come in that manifestation and he'll hold you. He'll hold you. you you'll want to leave. You'll think the meeting's over in your mind, but you're thinking, mm, seems like there's something else still that God wants to do. So that's the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it's off so many times when you hang out just a little bit longer, then something beautiful happens where the Holy Spirit manifests, maybe a prophecy comes forth, tongues or interpretation, or healing anointing suddenly comes, where that would have been missed if we had not reverenced God and honored the Spirit of the fear of the Lord. So remember, all seven manifestations were on Jesus. He walked in all of them, okay? So you and I can walk in these as well. Praise God. And this is something that we need to increase in. This is something that any believer can operate in and walk in is the seven spirits of the Lord. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I pray for your people today. The thing that they not be strangers to 
experience of the seven spirits of the Lord, but they grow in this grace. We praise you, O God. Let them all come upon your people. Thank you, Father, the various attributes, these wonderful manifestations of your Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that as we've been talking about this today, that to your viewers, there are a few of these that really stood out. Father, maybe it was the spirit of wisdom. Father, somebody heard me talk about the spirit of counsel. They really want that. Father, somebody else really got a witness about the spirit of might. But Father, whatever there was an anointing on, let that manifestation now begin to flow and increase in the life of that person watching right now. Now, Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Watch, it's going to happen. Praise the Lord. Let's honor the spirit of the fear of the Lord and take communion together today. Grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Praise God. Hallelujah. A great reverence for God. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you. We thank you today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we bless the bread and the juice. This is now the flesh and the blood of Jesus. We thank you, Father, as we receive the body of Christ. We ask, Father, that the seven spirits of the Lord would rest upon us so that we can effectively minister to your people as well as ministering to the lost beyond our own ability to actually minister in the ability of you, O God. We thank you, Father, for the manifestations as they're needed. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Let's receive the body of Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. We thank you for the sensitivity of your Holy Spirit. Glory to God. Somebody's really getting the spirit of counsel right now. You're going to be able to talk to people and go in almost like a surgeon right to that area that needs to be fixed. See, a lot of times a, a psychiatrist, they, they try to fix, they don't know what the root is, but by the Holy Spirit, you're going to be able to go right in and fix the thing, the main thing that needs to be fixed and everything else just it's, it's, it'll get healed because it's all connected to that. Father, we thank you for the spirit of counsel. That's coming up on some of you. Some of you really want that. God's going to give it to you. And there's, because I know that we actually have uh, professional counselors that watch. I'm, I'm talking people with, uh, you know, masters in psychology uh, that watch and, and so forth. God's going to give you that supernatural element. Oh, I praise God. God's showing me right now that there is uh, somebody who is a massage therapist. Perhaps there's more than just one of you. Of course, you would know that if you are uh, who you are, uh, but there is a massage therapist that's watching that God's given you the spirit of counsel, the spirit of counsel. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, remember these manifestations can not just be singular, but you can have plural where they're you know, the spirit of the Lord is on you with wisdom and power. You could, you could have, you could have all seven going at the same time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So be open to whatever God wants to do. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We receive now 
the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Spirit of counsel is still very strong. See, without the Holy Spirit, you could think, you know, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to talk to this person. What this person needs is to be set straight. This person needs a good tongue lashing. But that could just be your natural mind. Or it could also be just because maybe, uh, you know, we're not in a good mood. We've had a rough day and we're going to go over here and rough somebody up. But the Holy Spirit, He can come on you and suddenly you see the pain that the person is in. You see the trouble that the person has had. And then the, the comfort of God begins to flow through you and you counsel with the mind of Christ, which is completely different from human counseling. Praise the Lord. I had a situation uh, one time in my life where I had a struggle and the Lord was aware of it. And I said, Lord, I want to do better. I want to do better in this area. And one day I was really happy in the Holy Spirit. And there was a manifestation of the presence of the Lord. And the, the Lord Jesus came to me and stood before me. And he counseled me in relation to what I, w- I had been dealing with. And what he told me was so amazing because he said, he said, you were never taught in this area how to properly respond. And that's why, that's why this condition has been there. But he told, he was sharing these things with me with such counsel, with such comfort. He didn't come in there and rough me up, you know, and say, now by this time you should have gotten over this. (laughs) You know, he didn't, he didn't do that. He came in because he understood there had been a deficit in my life. He came in and he talked to me from the perspective that he understood that I had, I had received wrong patterns, wrong examples, wrong imprints, things passed down. And he understood all of that. And so from the perspective that only God could have, he spoke to me from that angle, from the God angle. Mm. Praise God. I think even in, in the gift of prophecy, you know what, when you prophesy, just let it flow. Don't, don't try to do your own thing because you may think, you may think the person's not worthy. No, just speak whatever God would have you speak. Yield to the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit come out. Praise the Lord, and just say whatever it is. And you'd be amazed, you'd be amazed the beautiful prophecies you give over people that you, you think, wow, was that, what did, the, what did that person do to deserve that? Nothing. They deserve it because they were in Christ. And that's, that's the, one of the most wonderful things is to give the accurate word of the Lord. What God would say, don't let your feelings get in the way or don't think, well, certainly God couldn't give this person a good word. They look too messed up. No, that, that's probably the person that God would have you give a really, really good word to. Because God sees different, so different from the way we so often see or judge. Hallelujah. And by the way, that has a lot to do with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It was on the Lord so strong that he would not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor by the hearing of his ears, Mm -mm. by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Woo! Hallelujah. I believe you're going to be walking in that. Glory to God. And when he comes on you, you can sense it. Praise God. So Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise and glory. We thank you for the ministry of your Holy Spirit, the daily ministry of your Holy Spirit working in our lives today. Thank you, Father. We yield our lives to you. Do great, great things. Do great things to your people 
all for your glory in Jesus name. Amen. And amen. My friends, thanks for watching. Go walk in the spirits of the Lord. I'll see you back next time. Bye-bye. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.